This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, parents. Tim Wright here with the Wonder Parenting Podcast. Glad to have you with us once again, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. Michael, welcome to the Wonder Parenting Podcast. Uh, well, thank you. Thanks to the best host in the world. Well, Tim that's Wright. that's very nice of you. Thank you. And, and uh, all of our listeners, we're so grateful for your support and encouragement and uh, the reviews that you've been writing uh, about the show. And uh, those of you who've been joining our Wonder Parenting Podcast family uh, on Facebook, uh, we're just grateful uh, for for all the input that you've been given uh, giving to us, and also grateful for the questions you've been sending in. We've got another listener question today, uh, and if you have a question for us, uh, a great way to connect with us is wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And on that site, uh, there's an opportunity for you to subscribe to the show so that you get a fresh show every Monday. Uh, there are resources available. Uh, all kinds of different resources that uh, we've created and that will help you go deeper into these topics that we're talking about. And there's a place for you to write and submit a question. And uh, Michael, one of the other resources on there is your online parenting course. So this is a good time to talk about it before we dive into our listener question for today. Ah, Thank you. Yeah, it's the Green Community. It's 11 hours of six hours of, of video that you can watch over a period of months. It's got five hours of contact with me. Um, uh, if folks go to wonderofparenting.com and look at uh, that sort of photo of me, the still of me teaching, and you click that, it'll lead you to the site. If you go to gurianinstitute.com and see that very same still, and you click that, it leads you to the site that's there. They all lead back to that site where you can get information and register uh, and, and get signed up. So wonderofparenting.com and just, just click that, that Michael Gurian still. So we've we've had kind of a, a theme these last few weeks that wasn't necessarily intentional, but two weeks ago on episode uh, number 31, we had a special guest with us, Dr. Lori Badino, and uh, she talked about uh, reading our kids in terms of their, their movement and uh, their, their posturing with their bodies. And then we followed that up with a listener question last week about an impulsive son uh, who rams his shopping carts into people and runs off in the, uh, the airport or goes diving into the ocean uh, on his own. And, um, and today we've got sort of another form of defiant behavior, this time from a girl. And uh, this is a, a fascinating uh, question as well, Michael. So be, uh, give us a chance to continue to talk about these issues and uh, what the body language uh, of our kids are, are telling us. Uh, so this comes from our listener, Nicole, and uh, here's her, uh, her uh, question to us. I have four children, two boys and two girls. God bless you. And they're all <laughs> under the age of six. Uh, my four-year-old daughter is by far the most challenging of the bunch and always has been. She's a very high-spirited, confident extrovert. But she has a habit of sticking her tongue out at us when she's mad or doesn't want to respond to what we're saying. And we can't seem to decide on a consistent response. Some days we simply ignore her or stick our tongue out back at her. 
But other days we get frustrated at her rude response and send her to her room to take a break. Our main concern is her sticking her tongue out at grandparents and other authorities. Most of them wouldn't be okay with just ignoring it or responding in kind. Any advice you have on this issue would be most appreciated. And any advice you have on yelling back at adults would be great too, as that is another one of our main struggles with her. Everything she does is done in the extreme. Uh, Just discovered you guys and love what I'm hearing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And that's from Nicole. So, Michael, they've got an issue with a daughter sticking out her tongue uh, as her way of sort of saying, uh, you know, I'm the boss, you're not the boss of me. So uh, I know that, uh, as is always the case, there are probably a lot of questions you'd have for these parents uh, before we answer the question. That's always our disclaimer. We don't have all the blanks filled in. Um, but just generally speaking, based on what you've heard, what are some uh, initial responses you've had to that that question? Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I you know, there are, as you said, I would want to. I hope that these folks will will join our community so that I can actually ask them questions and give them kind of one on one thoughts because I would love to learn more about this behavior. But based on what they've uh, said, I, 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 you know. Let me say a few things. This is how this girl is wired, as they're indicating. I think it's really wise they get this. This is, as they've said, an extrovert. Uh, she's built to be pretty aggressive. So my guess would be, you know, this is stuff that's genetic, comes on personality, chromosomes, and I, my guess would be that a, a parent is like this or uh, grandparents or there's someone in the family, you know, who has made a success out of this. So this child is probably going to be quite a success, um, uh, right? I mean, this is yep, that's someone's right. wired this way and this child is wired this way. Um, at the same time, uh, they are they are right to, these as parents are right to be thinking um, and let's break these down. The sticking the tongue out. So the sticking the she's four now, so she can understand that that is inappropriate behavior. And I, I certainly, if that were my child, I would be right in there as authoritative parent, uh, not authoritarian, not fascistic, but as an authoritative parent uh, to say, okay, you know, you're four now. That's no longer appropriate behavior. You have to grow up. You can't be speaking that way. You know, whatever is their language, I would do that. And I would consistently give consequences for it because they have indicated that if that stuff happens in in public, uh, they're not doing this child any good by by letting her do this behavior that is going to others are going to ostracize her for. They're going to react badly toward it. Uh, You know, others, other authorities are not going to respect her. Right. Because she's doing this behavior that is that is um, going to put them off, et cetera. So the parents, I think, do need to be develop, developmentally laying this out for this kid and saying, you know, this is the moment at which this behavior stops. So that's the sticking the tongue out. Now, in terms of the um, uh, the yelling back, uh, that uh, that is also something that may may indicate that she'll be successful later. You know, who knows? She might go into politics. I mean, it, it <laughs> just means that she's she's got that that strong personality, which is good. Um, but one of the questions I would ask this family, and we can't in a podcast, and that's why I hope I can talk to them through the other community, is to try to find out how they are parenting and how how this it how how it got to the point where the child keeps yelling back at the parents, um, because uh, I, I would like to see at least one of these parents quelling that behavior. You know, I mean, if if 
if it happens once a week, okay. Uh, if it happens once every four days, okay. But it sounded like, from what you and I read there in that email, it sounded like this is something happening a lot. And, and, and that, I think, would indicate that there isn't enough authority being held by the parents in, in raising the kids. And the authority, again, isn't fascistic. The authority is, hey, you know, we're the parents, and, and we're going to assume, as in every case, we always assume the parents are not abusing this child. They're not doing anything um, bad to this child. So, so the child really needs to understand that this is a hierarchy and that now the parents have said something has to be done, A has to be done. The child can't just yell back at the parents. The child has to respect the parents and then go do the thing. And if, and if the child wants to make some argument that uh, later that she doesn't want to do that, okay, gradually she'll learn to become a lawyer. But, but the parents have to have this authority. So the thing that's not answered for me is their parenting style and whether, in fact, they are accidentally encouraging the child to stick the tongue out and to yell back. Did you get a sense from reading it if that question was answered? Well, well, one of the things is I'm, I'm looking at this. Um, she's got uh, two boys, two girls, all under the age of six, and it's her four-year-old daughter. So I'm going to assume that her four-year-old daughter is not the firstborn. Right. Um, so in, in a family of four kids, all of them little, all of them um, really needing attention from mom and dad, um, how much of this do you think, now you can't comment on this child, but just generally speaking, uh, where is it uh, an act of defiance versus an act of, I need some attention? Yeah, see, it could be both. Absolutely. And these, these are all these questions that I really need to ask these wonderful people, <laughs> you know, because we're, it's very hard. Most of the, I have to say, you know, one of the reasons we started the Gurian community and the online thing uh, was to be able to ask these questions back because the questions we get in podcasts like this, which are great questions, they also raise more questions. <laughs> and right. to really help folks, gosh, need to know the answer to those questions because that I would definitely ask them about that. I would say now, let's see, you have four kids, uh, how, uh, and you know, what's the constellation? Like, is one parent having to work most of the time to support, and then so is the other parent generally with the kids or are both parents working or what's the constellation to try to figure out the attention because sometimes yes the child could be doing these things because of needing more attention um uh, absolutely the child could also be trying to run the household like you indicated before and we just need more information about that so I i'm agreeing with you that i think it's possible it's to get attention i think it's also possible uh, and it'll be multivariable right there's not going to be one reason for this there'll be a lot of reasons for this behavior um and it's possible it has to do with not accepting authority it's possible that's how the child's wired it's also um uh, it's also possible i think that that there's someone else who yells and that the child mm. is modeling after that person uh, could be an older child, uh, older sibling, could be a parent who's a yeller. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, some parents are yellers. It could be. So then the child's modeling it. So then that can create some issues for parents because they sort of know that one of them's doing it. So then they sort of don't want to stop it in the child because they know they're modeling it. But even then, you know, I think that child mimicking the parent needs to inspire us as parents to alter the way we parent if we see there's that we're overdoing the yelling. Uh, and shouldn't stop us from saying to the child, you know, uh, do as I say, not as I do. This is not appropriate behavior.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. And, and I think we both know uh, of, of families where just one of the kids has a lot of energy and, and right. really does believe that he or she was put into that household to run the family and, and uh, to whip them into shape. And, uh, you know, these strong-willed kids, these extroverted kids, um, they're, they're the ones who change the world, but they do need, uh, as we said in our last podcast, they need their energy harnessed. Now, there's, there's something about, though, the, the sticking out of the tongue that I think culturally um, is uh, offensive might be the wrong word, but it's a pretty strong response when you ask your child or ask anybody to do something, they stick their tongue out at you. Um, it's hard as parents or as others not to have a strong visceral response to that that action. Yeah, and someone may have modeled this. We always want to remember that there may be someone else, you know, kids kind of model stuff. So someone may have stuck tongue out. Even it could have been one of the parents just sort of as a joke or impulsively or something does this. And then the child picks it up. And then, uh, but yeah, in the child, it's not appropriate. And it's it's too, um, for all the reasons we've described, it's it's a behavior that we we kind of have to cure the child of. Uh, without over punishing, but being consistent and saying, "Okay, now you you can't do this anymore," uh, that child can still, to some extent, quote unquote, run the family. And and like older siblings, especially with families that have multiple kids, they need to rely on older siblings to be taking care of younger siblings. Um, that's just the way that works out because there's only one or two parents, right? And there's a lot only those many hands. So, in a way, it's not bad that this child is is. Uh, who she is. In fact, I think it's good. But these particular behaviors, um, I, I would I would agree, need to be dealt with. And I think as they're dealt with, the the child is going to actually feel better about herself. Um, it's all kind of unconscious for her now, but the more she's going to get negative from sticking the tongue out, the worse she's going to feel about herself, especially outside the family with grandparents and others. So she'll feel better. The parents will be doing her a favor by getting her to stop this behavior and it may take them a few weeks maybe even a month mm -hmm. so let's let's uh i'll kind of walk us through some different scenarios than using this as an example but let's say okay. for example now that that the primary reason not the only reason but but the primary reason why this behavior is happening in any home not just this one is because there are a number of kids and this child's feeling a little lost and perhaps neglected and you kind of sense that you start mm -hmm. looking at it mm -hmm. so what are some things that you can do as a parent or as parents proactively to um to help that child feel like they're really valued you're paying attention 
Yeah, there are three things that we can do right away. One is the, the primary parent can be conscious of this and can find, um, uh, set up the family uh, so that, and it'll require the help of others, which I'm about to get to, so that this primary parent, if there's a primary parent, can set aside half hour a day, whatever is the amount of time that's, that's workable, to pay attention to this girl. You know, just to pay attention to read with her without others clamoring, uh, to take a walk with her, to ride bike with her if she's riding a bike, you know, to take her in the car with with mom, if it's mom or dad, if it's dad, to do grocery shopping, to have some one on one time. So increasing one on one time with a child that is that is involved in a behavior that is that is motivated by wanting more attention. That's that's a number one if that's possible to do. Number two, um, increase one-on-one time with the other parent. So if if this constellation, as often happens with multiple kids, that one parent is doing primary caregiving and is only working part-time out of the home or, or is, is not working out of the home, but that means the other one is working, you know, lots. Uh, but even then, finding time on the weekends, that other one, to have one-on-one time with this girl and obviously it'd be good to have one-on-one time with all kids, but we're dealing with one crisis at a time. So, um, you know, if we have to pick one for right now for this next month, one-on-one time with this girl, uh, that other parent. And then thirdly, uh, the extended family. So if there are any grandparents, aunts, uncles, anything like that around, then let's set up some one-on-one time with them. If, uh, if they are not around, but available via Skype and FaceTime, let's do that. Uh, and um, and if they're not around, but there are other non-blood kin, you know how how we parents form these wonderful co-ops with each other, then then let's say there's a godmother, godfather. Let's say there's um, kind of an auntie who's not blood kin. You know, let's get the child having some one-on-one time with that person. So that will deal with this child's need for attention, and then that might also help quell some of this behavior. Now, let's assume that the primary issue for this little girl is uh, is defiance, uh, kind of like we talked about last week, or uh, you know, trying to run the household. Here, here she mentions Nicole mentions that uh, she does this when she's mad, yep. um, and uh, and and f- at this point, what what Nicole is saying, which I think is great, this every parent feels this. We don't feel like we're consistent in how to respond. Should we laugh it off? Uh, should we boundary it off? You know, are there consequences? Uh, if this is defiant behavior, what are some things that they can uh, do immediately? Yeah, this could be defiant behavior, and all of the above could still apply. Like everything we've said already, could right could still apply, um, because there's probably many many reasons a child is doing this. So if we handle it now and just parse it as this is defiant behavior, then consistent consequences are important. Without uh, and picking our battles, you know, without we're not trying to crush the defiance in the child. That's not our. We don't want to change this child's personality, because. The child is wired this way. There's something, uh, and again, I'm, we're going to assume there has not been trauma, right? Because we always want to say to everyone that if, if you see a pattern in a child that you don't like, um, we're, there could be trauma. So, you know, we're going to assume, though, there isn't trauma. So this child has not been traumatized. So it's, it's a defiance pattern. And um, that means we do our job. So we have to have consequences. And we pick the few things, like, we pick the the sticking the tongue out, let's say, or we pick the yelling back. Uh, um, sorry, you got to treat me with more respect. You may not yell at me that way. You know, I am the mother. 
right? I mean, we we pick that one. So we, if we pick the spit, the sorry, the tongue and the yelling, we work on that first, uh, you know, and then gradually work on other behaviors. And it could be those are the two, and that if we can get the child to deal with those two by having consistent consequences, timeouts, whatever we use, um, you know, then within a month, we'd like to see a change to those behaviors. And, you know, if within two months we're not seeing a change, then, you know, I think we'd want to get some help. We'd want to get advice from folks. We'd want to get some counseling. We'd want to really look at that with some professionals. And obviously people are, uh, I'm glad to have people join our community and ask me more about it to help them consistently work with this. Because I'd like to see these two battles picked and to some extent solved within two months. Not that the child won't yell, not that the child won't be assertive. Those are all good things. But that in the situations where the child is disrespecting the parent, so obviously by sticking the tongue out and by screaming back at the parent, that those situations will move toward respect because we do need the kids to respect us. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, and what I hear through all of that is uh, mom and dad need to be really consistent. Grandmas and grandpas need to be really consistent during that month or two of if and the, and the daughter knows the consequences. If you do this, these will be the, the consequences. Yeah, and it's hard. This is a case where if if the parents have picked this battle, if they've agreed, which I think they would agree that the sticking the tongue out is, you know, has to end, then this is where their parenting styles do have to be consistent, at least on this issue. Right. You know, they have to both agree that that one is not going to allow it and then the other be the bad guy. On something like that, the good cop, bad cop can backfire. So on something like that, yeah, I'd like to see them both do that. In reality, one parent is better at discipline perhaps than the other. And, you know, we sort of expect that. Um, And maybe the parent who is having more trouble giving the consequence just says to the other parent, you know, deal with us. Uh, that's that happens, you know, especially with busy families. So that can work. It's harder to get the grandparents to be consistent because they know their role. You know, grandparents don't want to punish. Uh, it would be great to talk to them about it, though, and say, look, we're really working on this this yelling behavior or we're really working on this tongue behavior and and get them to be consistent. My guess would be that the child might stick out the tongue to grandparents, but it would be maybe less likely to scream at the grandparents. I'm kind of, often what we find is that the child does that behavior with the parents. Uh, so so I think the tongue is consistent with others, but maybe the yelling is something, yelling back is something the parents would probably have to deal with. 
In our last episode, we were talking about a boy who had impulse control issues and and defiance. Um, This is somewhat the same, uh, but a little different. But we talked in the last episode about how good movement could be for that boy. Being he he was in karate. You you mentioned uh, sports. You mentioned uh, getting involved in some of the arts as well. Are there some uh, positive behaviors that they might consider for their daughter that can be an antidote to some of these negative behaviors? Well, yeah, karate is a great example. You know, both my girls were in karate. I mean, we just, I just love karate. I think it's great for every single human being um, as a kid if they have energy and we want to help them learn self-discipline and self-regulation and how to channel their energy. And for this girl, those are four kids in those families. Maybe that girl would be the only one who gets in karate. But I'd love to see them look at karate for her. Uh, four might be a little young, but there are there are taught karate. You know, there are, there are uh, little kid karate. So... Uh, that would be something. Um, also having her, like as she's just about, as her brain, you know, what's happening in her brain, right, is that that amygdala, she gets mad at mom, let's say, or dad. The amygdala swells up. This is that kind of emotion, anger part of the brain. It swells up. And she's only four. So she's not really able to move, and she may not have been taught, to move the um, the electricity up to the frontal cortex, uh, which we talk about quite a bit, which is that executive decision-making part of the brain. She, she's got to kind of be trained to control that impulse when her amygdala swells up of yelling back. She's going to have to be trained to the amygdala swells up. Okay, the frontal lobe needs, needs to step in right away. I can't yell back. Well, uh, one of the ways, um, or I can't yell back all the time. Sometimes she will, but I can't yell back in a mean way to my parents. That's disrespectful. So the frontal lobe handles that. And one thing the parents can do is is use physical movement. You know, like go go take a run. You know, go mm-hmm. go run around the house. Don't yell at me. Run around the house. Right. And um, uh, so that because the that body can help to get some of that energy up to the good executive decision-making part of the brain, and it can also get the amygdala to swell less. In other words, have less of that emotion in the amygdala that has to be processed and that has been processed previous to now by yelling back at the parent. Now it'll be processed through moving. It'll be processed by understanding appropriate behavior and working on self-regulation. It'll be processed also in something like karate because that just already trains the brain to do it. And that those skills transfer. So they transfer from group activities like karate. They transfer back into family systems and can aid parents, especially with multiple kids. Yeah, so as you were talking, I, I was thinking exactly as you were talking about that, is there, are there one or two replacement activities that they could teach the daughter to do? When you feel like you want to stick your tongue out, uh, we want you to run around the house 10 times, or we want you to do yeah. four push-ups or whatever it might be, so that instinctively she knows, all right, I'm going to stick my tongue out, and if I do that, I'm going to get in trouble. So I think what I'll do instead is 10 jumping jacks. Yeah, I, I would love to see for both the yelling and the and the sticking the tongue out uh, I, I would love to see the parents teach this child and they may only need to teach this child to do this for a year or two um but teach this child to like like hit her fist against the back of the couch or uh, you know not you can never hit anyone else that's that's bad but uh this kind of somaticizing of this energy, bringing the energy through the body, uh, we think of it mainly with with boys because we're asked about it mainly with boys. But it is still great for girls to have an anger place and take a Nerf bat and hit the you know hit hit the that big round chair you know in the anger place. Um, 
uh, that's good. It, it helps the body process. It helps the body move the emotion through. through. And um, so any of those sorts of where, where the child is even getting down on the floor and hitting the fist on the floor like a quote-unquote tantrum, um, uh, you know, even that is, is better than, than this inappropriate disrespectful behavior. So if we can rechannel, given that the child has this physical energy moving through, given that the amygdala is swelling up, you know, so those are all happening in the brain and body. So, yeah, I, I would love the idea. Or my kids, uh, especially my more active daughter, she would she would feel herself kind of getting agitated. And after karate, she would do a karate kick. You know, she'd like do two or three karate kicks, and that would help her. Uh, and she wasn't hitting me or anything. She would just do them in the air like a dancer, and that would help her. Uh, or she would do a karate kick against the back of the couch, and it did no damage to the couch. It's a very big couch. Um, and she would move it through her body. So that's a great insight on your part. That's what we're trying for is to kind of deflect and get this moving through the body and moved out, expelled, without it having to be expelled by the tongue and the yelling. Michael, as always, really good stuff. And uh, I know uh, there are a lot of people who would love to go deeper into this. And uh, if wonderofparenting.com, uh, we've got some of Michael's books, The, the, uh, the Minds of Girls, and Saving Our Sons, two of the best books you're ever going to read on raising daughters and raising sons, and uh, a place to write questions, a place to subscribe to the podcast, and uh, this great program that Michael has developed, over 11 hours of access to Michael through video, uh, through other things, and then to, to have access to him uh, personally. And that's through his online parenting course. That's on wonderofparenting.com. So I uh, also want to encourage you uh, to let your friends know about the podcast. Uh, if you'd be kind enough to leave a review for us uh, on um, iTunes or on uh, the Apple apps, we'd appreciate that. And uh, we'd love to have you on our Facebook page as well. Just go to Facebook and then uh, do a search for Wonder of Parenting and, and uh, join our community there. Michael, thank you so very, very much. Uh, again, oh, you, I, I know that uh, Nicole is not the only one who's got a daughter or son that sticks out the tongue or is defiant. So hopefully some of these things have been a little helpful. And uh, again, wonderofparenting.com, ways for you to go a lot deeper. And folks, we'll be back with you again in the next episode as we continue to inspire you to enjoy the wonder of parenting. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.